Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Joining me on Kumite Radio is John Salter. He is one of the top middleweights in Bellator. He will be fighting on September 21st in the co-main event of Bellator 205 against Rafael Lovato Jr. in Boise, Idaho. What's going on, John? Oh, not much. Just finished up some training, got some dinner, and headed home for the night. Nice, nice. So, uh, multitasking, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, long, long days of training, so I got to relax a little bit when I get finished. Well, first thing I want to get into is the videos on Instagram that you put up. They're kind of <laughs> funny, you know, because the guy in the background, who is that guy? And how did you come up with that concept? So, um, one of my main training partners, he's the one that's always throwing him, Corey Crumpler. He's only had one pro fight, but he's as good as just about anybody, any 205er in Bellator or the UFC. But um, him and the other guy is another friend of ours, and he's really tough, but they're always goofing off. And uh, during practice, he's always beating up Tucker, and we always call Tucker Coach Tucker. So uh, one day he just kind of came to him and said, you know, let's, let's do a video where I'm talking about nobody getting hurt, and you just see how hard you can slam Tucker. And, um, and Tucker's always screaming all the time. So um, we thought it was really funny. We posted it, and it went nuts. It got like 2 million views. So like, all right, people like this. We'll uh, keep going with this and just see what we can come up with. And uh, we have a good time. I think it's the most fun thing we do is just uh, filming Corey beating up Tucker. That's nice. That's nice. You got to have some uh, some fun while you train, huh? That's right. You know, it's uh, we train hard. uh you got a room full of tough guys. So at the end of the day, it's always nice to uh, – have fun and uh, throw people around, just goof off. For sure. Salty Dog Jiu-Jitsu. Where, what is the origin of that name, man? That's a unique name for, a, you know, a, a gym. Well, you know, um, we were trying to kind of come up with what we were going to do. The gym's relatively new. I mean, we're about two years old, but we're in another, uh, in a weightlifting gym. And um, so we kind of were just going with their names. You know, I really want to brand what we've got here. And um, you know, my name's Salter. We live here by the beach. Uh, you know, we're, we're real close to the ocean and, uh, I've got, I have dogs and, uh, they're, you know, my best friends and one of always bring one of them to the gym. So there's always a, a lab laying over there while we're practicing. So, you know, that salty dog just works perfect. And, uh, my, my oldest dog, he, uh, he went on me, me and my wife's first date. So, He's the one in our logo, and he uh, he always goes everywhere with us. So he's the original salty dog. If you if you can take your dog on a first date, that's a woman to keep, right? That's right. I knew, you know, I was like, I wasn't so sure how she's gonna think. I was like, yeah, she doesn't like him. She's not gonna work anyway. So <laughs> he got me the second date. So it was all him. Awesome. Now let's go back to uh, Bellator 198. You're supposed to face Lovato at that event, but an eye issue forced you off the card. Could you detail what exactly happened with the Illinois Athletic Commission? Yeah, it was crazy. I uh, I went in, I did my eye exam, you know, like always. And honestly, I, I didn't really focus too much on it because it's never been an issue. I sent it in 
And about a week later, they let me know I was flagged um, for my eyesight. And it hasn't changed what it's always been, but I've fought in Illinois before. But they cracked down on uh, on eyesight, and so they flagged me, and we were set up for me to have another eye exam when I got to Chicago and uh, make sure, you know, we're going to be good and everything. But um turns out that, like, once they flagged me, they weren't they weren't really going to let any, anything go. So uh, they took me off the card, and I, I find, found out from uh, my friends calling me and reading it online. So I didn't even know I wasn't on the card. I was getting my last workout in, getting ready to get on the plane the next day, and um, then uh, got got a call from uh, about four different people asking why I was off the card. And, uh, you know, so I, I got pulled last second. Really hated it. They made me, they suspended me everywhere, so I had to go have eye surgery. So um, I got had surgery as quickly as possible and um, been back ready to go for a while now. You mentioned you had eye surgery. It must have been very stressful going into that surgery because the eye is so sensitive, man. You need your eyes to see. You need it to fight. Yeah, uh, I had PRK surgery. So if anybody out there has ever had it, it's, it's a little tougher than LASIK to get over. It's essentially the same thing, but it's a, it's a harder thing to get over. And it, it sucks for a few days sitting in a dark house with sunglasses on. Um, but now my eyes are good. Um, you know, I, I see 20-20. Uh, don't need contacts or anything, so it's nice. It's, 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 I'm definitely glad I did it. Uh, it just sucked for a few days. What measures did you take to, you know, recover from that eye surgery? Did you? I saw that you were wearing goggles in training. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I don't like sitting on the sidelines very much. I like to get out there and train. So I got back to hitting pads after a couple of days, you know, but I finally wanted to get back to grappling, and they gave me a pair of goggles to sleep in the first night so that. Uh, sheets didn't touch my eye or anything and um but you know what I, I think i can use these to start grappling so i started grappling about two weeks earlier than i was supposed to but i wore those goggles and never had an issue it just uh looked really cool out there you know um sorry i told everybody i was going to be the red baron so um, <laughs> just grappling grappling and goggles is fun now you're scheduled to face rafael lovato what did you think about his performance against Gerald Harris at Bell, uh, Bellator 198? Um, you know, I think he just showed how how good he is. You know, um, he did exactly what I thought he would do if it hit the ground. Um, Harris has very heavy hands and is a good wrestler, but doesn't do much jiu-jitsu. I, I fought Harris eight and a half years ago when I've been training for about two years, and uh, I took it on very short notice. I was in terrible shape, and I gassed out and still almost caught him in a couple things on the ground back then when I was a new purple belt. Um, so I knew, you know, if he hits the ground, uh, you know, Lovato's probably going to sub him. And uh, he did exactly what what I think uh, everybody kind of knew he was going to do. He is one of the best in the world on the ground. So it just shows that, um, you know, doesn't matter how strong somebody is, how good their wrestling is, if their jiu-jitsu is not there, he's going to finish them. Has Bellator stated that this – matchup is a number one contender bout no they, they kind of toyed with it you know put it out there on social media like it is but um you know i don't really i'm kind of past thinking about that because i was told that um kendall grove is going to be the number one contender you know and that that was going to be the what was going to solidify me to fight carvalho and then the day of weigh-ins for that fight i found out carvalho was um fighting an Italian guy, um, um, sorry, Sakara. I keep losing his name, but uh, but anyway, so 
I, I don't try to think about that too much because I don't want to get disappointed after the win. But um, if, if that's what it is, I'll be excited to fight and get that title. Uh, I think I've proven that I deserve it. Um, but, if you know, if that title gets put on a hold, if Rory gets it as going to that tournament, just as long as I stay busy, I'm not going to sit back and just try to hold that number one contendership. I'm ready to keep fighting and, uh, you know, keep showing everybody that that's what I deserve. For this training camp this time around, did you make any changes compared to your first camp for Lovato? No, I feel like I had a really good game plan going into it. I felt really uh, confident going into that fight. So I've kind of done the same thing. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm going to Nashville next week to spend a week sparring with some really tall guys and grappling with uh, Chad Hardy, who is a black belt that's winning a lot of big tournaments right now. He's 6'4". So give me that feel of go grappling with Lovato. And, uh, you know, I did the same thing last time a couple of weeks out. Just I got guys with really long reach that I can get used to his reach, but it's good to get those tall guys, um, you know, just a little bit to make sure I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling that body type. Although Lovato shows you a lot of respect, do you believe he is thinking too far ahead by talking about a title shot before you guys even step into the cage? Um, you know, for me, I think it, it would be, but everybody's a little different. You know, uh, I've had a lot of wrestling tournaments where I've gone out there and been looking towards the finals and I'll end up losing to somebody I shouldn't. So I try to never do that. I try to focus on what's ahead of me. Um, but, uh, you know, some people, some people it doesn't affect. I know for me it does. So I try not to look that far ahead. Um, it'd be nice for me if it is, does create a problem for him, but I don't expect it to. Do you view Lovato at the end of the day as a one-dimensional fighter? No, I think his stand-up's pretty good. Um, I, I really thought that uh, at one time. I thought that I wasn't going to have to worry about anything except his jiu-jitsu until he fought Chris Honeycutt, and I was in Honeycutt's corner. And I'm really glad that I was because I saw that he is actually a guy who can fight in all aspects of the sport. His striking's pretty solid. He's not afraid to stand in there and throw. And, um, you know, he at one point he even took a pretty good shot on Honeycutt. So he can do everything well. I just think I can do it better. What kind of fight do you expect out of your opponent at Bellator 205? Um, I think it's going to be similar to kind of how he came out against Harris. I think it's going to be – he's going to try and throw some wild stuff on his feet, to, uh, you know, try and hurt me or, or force me into somewhere I don't want to be. And um, I don't think he's afraid to fall on his back. And I think that might be an, an issue where it's a problem for him because I think he's had no problem there in the past, but I'm a little different uh, fighter than everybody else he's fought. I am a high-level black belt, and I'm not afraid to go down there and uh, fight with him. Your resume proves that you can knock out deadly strikers, submit high-level ground guys. Is that the challenge you take into the fight, or does it just end up that way most of the time? Um, you know, most of the time it just kind of ends up, uh, you know, kind of wherever – I, I try to find the place that's the easiest win for me, I guess. If I go out there and there's a guy, like my last fight, um, I fought a, you know, a pretty good Muay Thai guy from Tiger Muay Thai. And my game plan was go out there and strike a little bit and then take him down and submit him. And then uh, about six days before the fight, I was doing my last kind of workout and I pulled a muscle in my hip. Uh, you know, going in there, I was like, okay, there's no reason for me to uh, play around and take a chance on getting hurt or, you know, getting hit and uh, being banged up and not being able to do anything. So I went out there, I took him down right away, and it didn't make for the most exciting of fights, but I got that win and got out of there. So, uh, 
you know, sometimes uh, it doesn't always go exactly the way I'm planning on it. But I think this is one of those fights where I've got more of a game plan than I probably have for any other fight in the past. All right, one last question before I let you go. Gegard Mousasi will face Rory McDonald at Bellator 206. Do you like the idea of this fight? Um, you know, in a way, I, I think it is probably something fans want to see, and I think it'll be a pretty good fight. What I don't like about it is that, you know, with the middleweight – or the welterweight tournament going on, it really puts this, these titles on hold, you know. It, I think that – Masasi didn't solidify himself as the best 185er. He went out there, fought Schlemenko, and what a lot of people would consider a loss for him. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it, I, I would give him the win, but it was very close. And then he fights a, a middleweight champ who I think was probably not even in the top three or four of the middleweights in Bellator. And, um, and then you got – Rory McDonald, who has proved himself over and over again in fights. But at the same time, I would argue that he didn't win that fight against Lima. So I think both of them should have had one more fight at middle or at their weight classes before they did it. But, I, you know, I know people are excited about it. So, and I, I'm excited about watching that fight. I think it will be a good fight. Um, what, what does bother me is that if, if Rory wins it, he's going right into that tournament. And then he's going to sit on that title for a while, you know, at least a year without defending it. And that really affects the rest of us in the division. Yeah, that welterweight tournament, although exciting, it is kind of weird that he just won the belt and they're having this huge tournament to kind of determine who's going to be the next person for the belt. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, it makes sense in my mind as far as, okay, fans are going to want to see this. I get that. All, and I, I mean, me as a fan sitting back, I want to watch these fights, you know. I want to see Ed Ruth get tested. I want to see, uh, you know, all these guys uh, in the tournament. You know, I, I want to see Rory versus Korshkov. Um, but at the same time, you know, you've got these guys, it's their lives. They put their entire life into trying to be a world champ, and now you put this title on hold. Um, I do think it's not treating the fighters the best. All right, September 21st, co-main event, Bellator 205. John Salter will face Rafael Lovato Jr. Good luck to you, sir, and thank you for your time, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au, for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast.